Welcome to episode number 48 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, and I have guest. He's a horn frog, purple, former modern day class of 18, Cole McFedders. What's up, Cole? How's it going? Thank you for having me, Mr. Fong. Oh, you, you, do you really Fonger, call me Mr. Fonger? Fong. I've known you for a long time. Yeah. And your family. I know. I just start off a little professional for you. There you go. But people that listen to this podcast, they know I always bring in students and we talk about the college search and admission process, helping mm-hmm. not only students uh, that were once in your situation, but then parents, especially as we're in this global pandemic and you think about people are waiting for these college admissions to um, you know, get acceptance and what do they do? What can they do? We'll get into that. But before I want to pay the bills, I want to thank our <laughs> Uh, corporate sponsor. I have a new corporate sponsor. His name is Jeff Chan. If you watch my Instagram, right, he owns Oak and Cole and he owns Tabu Shabu on 17th Street. So oh, anyone that is hungry during this pandemic that wants to go out and sit inside, tell Jeff Fonger News sent you. And then, of course, our executive producer, Murph Cargus, formerly of Sugar Ray. What's up, Murph? What's up? He's engineering the soundboard. So Cole, you're a junior at TCU. Yes. I mean, this is your chance to really sell TCU. Everyone gives me a hard time because here from Newport Beach, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, you want to leave Newport Beach? Like, go experience, go do something. I, I go, you really want to go to Newport Beach in Dallas? And then they give me <laughs> shit. Fort and, Worth. F- Fort Worth, right? And I think your freshman year, we were having a little banter on a text. You're like, oh, you can't talk shit about TCU. So here's your chance. Why TCU? Uh, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of reasons why TCU. Um, it's a great school. It's a good way to get out, experience something new. Um, the weather there is, is, is very different for sure. Um, you're dealing with a lot, a lot of different things. You go to go to all these different lakes, boats. Um, it's a, it's a just completely different experience. And then the school alone, um, it's a small school, like around 9,000 undergraduates. Um, but you meet people from all around. Some of my best friends are from St. Louis, Chicago, Texas. Um, that's just that's just a few of the places. Mm-hmm. So that's a big reason. And then also, um, it's kind of as the work hard, play hard type deal with it. Um, during the week, you have to completely you're you're in the books. There's no there's no getting around that. Um, but once like Thursdays come around, it's definitely a fun atmosphere. You got to really enjoy yourself. And then also, um, the athletics there are great. It's really fun to go watch football, basketball, um, volleyball, baseball, among other sports for sure. You've been there for three years. What was the hardest transition when you first stepped foot on campus? I mean, there's like the honeymoon stage, right? Maybe like the first month. Did you get homesick? Did you, what was the hardest part to adjust to? Um, I'd say the hardest part was... Definitely at first, just being away. Um, go from having this one group of friends you've had all four years of high school um, and just switching up to a whole whole new group. Mm-hmm. But over time, um, you get used to it. You still stay in good contact with those friends. They're doing their thing. And then you meet a whole new group of friends and you're, you're having a great time. Um, also, definitely a big difference going from Newport Beach weather to Texas where the clouds move very fast. One day it can be um, 30 degrees in the morning, and that evening it gets down to, that afternoon gets down up to like 90. And thunderstorms. Uh, yeah. Torrential downpour oh. for like an hour. Yeah, my freshman year actually. Okay. It was like 
uh, say it was like 70 degrees, you know, sun's out, and then we get a notification during class that the night classes and past like five o'clock classes are canceled. And we're like, like, what is going on? Like, they're like huge thunderstorms coming this way. It's sunny out. People are tossing the football, um, tossing the baseball, playing frisbee. And then you're like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little gust of wind around like <laughs> five. And then tornado. three hours later, it's just torrential. It's, it, it's, okay. It was absurd. And that's just definitely one of the craziest parts about it. Well, I know in the summer, every time I fly through Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, I watch because I look in the afternoon because those are the times the flights cancel because the thunderstorm's moving so quickly and the, yeah. and the weather changes. All right, so you graduated modern day, class of 18. How many people from, uh, you, could, you don't have to be specific, but maybe Newport Beach area, modern day, Newport Harbor, CDM, actually from that class went to TCU? Let's, let's cover the st stigma because a lot of my followers and audience, they say, well, isn't that like a lot of Newport Beach people going to tell, uh, TCU? So in my graduating class at Modern Day, I think there was, well, up to the deadline where you had to choose where you're going, um, I think there was like maybe six or so of us. And then last second, there was like six more. So I think <laughs> there was about 12 of us from my graduating class that went there. Okay. Um, and then Newport and CDM, I think there's there's a decent amount, but not even close as much from Modern Day. Modern Day definitely had a, we had definitely had a huge class go. So how is it different? We kind of talked about this before. Give my followers an audience, um, besides the weather, right? Maybe you're in Fort Worth, What what? Do people, because I hear people from the South, they, they dress differently, they look different, okay. and they know when you're from California. At first, yeah, then you start, <laughs> you gotta know kind of where, you are, where you're at. Um, there's definitely different parts to Fort Worth. Okay. So there's a part where you go to these bars and, or wherever, and you're dressed kind of casual. I can kind of dress like what I'd wear here, but then there's like the stockyards, which is you're wearing cowboy boots, um, you're dressing up, that's where, um, there's a place called Billy Bob's where you get to do the honky tonk, all that, um, and also the rodeos. So there's just there's different areas, um, and you kind of just gotta you'll you become aware of that. So you can kind of dress similar and dress however um, in downtown and West Seventh, but over in the stockyards, you're definitely dressing up like a cowboy. When did you get your first pair of cowboy boots? I mean, I've I've had cowboy boots because when I go to place in Utah. Oh, I've always, that's right. I've always done that stuff, gone horseback riding. Did you have any friends that were like, Cole, help me get some boots or like a belt buckle or a hat? Yeah, well, I got a new pair. I got a new pair um, when I got out there anyways. Cavender's. Um, is that a brand? Tip. Yeah. Cavender's okay. is just the, the store that you go to to get your cowboy boots. You heard it. So if you guys are incoming freshmen or maybe you are uh, currently, you know, if you want to transfer, you're going to go to TCU. It's Cavender's. Cavender's. That's the place to go. They have everything you need. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the classes. Um, your major again? So I'm finance with a real estate concentration and uh, entrepreneurship innovation double major. Shit. Pretty good. Now, when you came in as a freshman, was that your major? No. What no. did you come in as? Undeclared? Uh, so I came in undeclared and then I was going to do the entrepreneurship with a minor in finance. Um, then I started, so you don't you don't actually declare your major until second semester, sophomore year. Smart. Mm -hmm. So that's the way it does it. You take all your common core classes, 
which is pretty much your history, um, your social, your natural science classes. And then um, after your first two and a half years, after your first year and a half, um, that's when you finally declare. So your freshman year, kind of give the average, like when you take your common core classes, what was the average class size? Because I'm reading, and you can verify or confirm, like maybe like 25, 27 to one students to to teacher. For your, think of your freshman year, your core. Yeah. Uh, all depends on the class. So if you're okay. in an English English class, those are about 20 kids. Um, if you're in your natural science class, those are so there's the lab, which is the smaller group. But then there's also your um, study, your whatever the big dorm, like I mean the big the um, halls. The, yeah, yeah. So there's like 90 people in those. But that's not a lot. Most halls are like typically 250 to 500. Yeah, but. I've only had probably two, three classes my entire time that I've been in those halls. Usually the max I've had is about 30 kids in the class. That's amazing. So for those of you that are listening, if you want like that smaller vibe, that ratio, um, it's 25. Sounds like no more, Cole had no more than 30. What about now as a junior, well, shit, let me rephrase that because you're online. But typically junior, senior year, your classes will be a smaller ratio. Yes. So do you see on your Zoom classes? Uh Uh-huh. So I've definitely noticed once you get to your major, um, classes completely shrinked. So for my entrepreneurship opportunity class, I'm take I would just finished up with before Thanksgiving. Um, there was I think twenty of us in the class. Okay. And so that was really cool. It was all interactive. Um, we all just kind of fire off each other. So that was great. And then um, most of my other classes, like the finance ones, those were up to about. 30-ish people, I'd say. Kind of around there. Okay. Um, So probably between, I'd say, 15 and 35, depending on the major. Now that you're on Zoom, you've experienced a year and a half going on campus and almost a year on Zoom. How do you, what's your take on that? Like, how do you feel? Is it obviously it's not the same, but I want to hear from someone that's that's actually been on campus for a year and a half and now a year in Fort Worth going on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've def- I definitely have trouble learning, same focused, especially when it's a lecture, um, as long as teachers kind of keep interactive, asking questions, which you don't really you don't tend to usually like. But um, that's the only way that you're getting the full experience as you would in the classroom. Or else there's, it's easier kind of just zone out, lay around, have your camera off. Right. Um, but it's also you got to really push yourself to kind of be your own teacher at times um, and push through and make sure you're focused. Um, it's really easy to slack off on online school in certain classes if you want, but you just got to motivate yourself. That's kind of my biggest take on the whole thing. So if it wasn't TCU, I, I remember talking to your parents, what mm-hmm. other what other schools were your options? So I was looking at Cal Poly Slow. That okay. was that was definitely up there. Um, and then second, I got in second semester USC, not the first one. So I would have to do something abroad. And then also Alabama, because that's where my sister went. Yep. So I visited there also. But those were, and then obviously TCU. So those were kind of the last four that I was dealing with. And, and we just had... 
the the Cal Poly coach, I just spoke to him last night on the basketball coach, and we always have talked about the Cal Poly campus because I think that's a hidden gem. And I think I remember when you were going there, I was telling your parents, I said, that's an amazing school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and you obviously looked at Alabama and, and some other schools. Was, if you weren't going to go to TCU, what advice or recommendation would you give to someone that another campus that you actually liked and were this close to going to and why? Yeah, so I mean, I, I liked Cal Poly Slow. I really did, but I wanted to get out of California. Um, so I would definitely never say you. anything bad about that school. A bunch of people, a bunch of my good friends, actually, they, they love it there. Um, so definitely if you're looking there, don't take that out of question from anything I'm saying. Um, it's a great school, but obviously TCU is better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then... Alabama, you really want to, you really got to be ready for a big school, um, completely different environment, and um, you got to be ready to have a good time as well. Because there, a lot of people they, they go out there a good amount, but that's also a great school, a lot of fun, um, and you get the full experience with the football there for sure. That's a great. Uh, analogy because your sister went there and you went there a few times. It's yeah. not like you're just visiting for a weekend and a football game. Uh-huh. So you you see the difference between Alabama and TCU. Mm-hmm. So you stated, c- kind of reiterate that, like because those are two big schools that people here in Newport Beach and Southern California look at. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Bama. I want to go to TCU. What advice would you give them? So TCU, um, as I said, it's kind of like the work hard, play hard during the week. I mean, for the most part, you're not even thinking about going out Sunday through Wednesday. Um, there's not really that many opportunities, not many people do it. But on the other hand, schools like Alabama that are bigger, there's more opportunities to go out. So you got to be self-motivated, um, willing to kind of, you know, pass up on a few nights going out and instead just laser in on the books. Well, at TCU, you're kind of already ingrained to do that because everyone else is already doing that. So I'd say that's probably the big difference. Um, the self-motivation versus that already being part of the culture. You talked about like going out. So, I mean, these high school students out here, uh, they're, they're thinking, okay, I'm gonna go to college and you do have to have that discipline. Mm-hmm. What are the, at TCU, what are the big party nights? And maybe it's changed from your freshman year to your junior year, but. Yeah, so <clears throat> any week of actual like, games like football games that are on Saturdays Saturdays are the are, are the biggest day for game days um, but also we'll have our formals and other events on Thursdays usually so Thursdays and Saturdays are the two biggest nights is Friday more of a kind of a um, Friday nights key? are it's kind of like okay I got more work to get done or people sometimes go out but it's more of the in-between um, recovery take it easy day and you are a lambda Kai yes I am did you rush your freshman year? Yeah. And is it fall or is it spring? It's fall, but they also offer spring rush, but sometimes we don't offer that. Um, and some people don't just because a lot of the spring classes are a lot smaller. Okay. So let's dig down deep in that because, um, oh, see, I have the antibodies. So if you have COVID, it's Oh, good. I do not have COVID. I have <laughs> the antibodies as well. Yes, because it hit TCU, right? Yep, hit it, went right through after, well, I've had it during the summer when I was already out there. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, we're all good. That shit's crazy, Cole. So let's talk about that. Um, your freshman year, you rush. 
uh-huh. right? Tell, because there's a lot of moms uh, listening to like, oh, I don't want my son to be in a fraternity or, you know, <clears throat> a student that might is looking for a fraternity. Why a fraternity for you? Tell us a little bit about Lambda Chi and why you chose Lambda Chi. Okay. Um, oh, wait, you were a rush chair, right? Yeah, so I was rush chair. Okay, so past- here's what I did to my last rush chair <laughs> from UW. And he was uh, Kai Sai. I said, Trev, I am the uh, freshman on campus. So what's your sales pitch to me on Lambda Chi? It honestly switches up, but okay. <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of a go with the flow conversation, kind of like you, what you are. What we're doing right now? <laughs> yeah. So kind of depends. I don't want to put them in any, you know, make it feel like I'm giving them the same pitch that everyone else okay. might be giving them. Okay. I want to switch it up, um, kind of make it more personalized. But a lot of things I'll kind of talk about is when I came in, my rush chair was from Chicago. And so I already knew I was kind of getting myself into a fraternity that um, wasn't just California. I'm already getting out there with different types of guys. And um, everyone played high school sports that I talked to that was already kind of like in the class or rushing with me. And same with like the fraternity was known for that. They also have a GPA requirement you have to maintain a 2.85 GPA to stay in the fraternity and get initiated. Okay. So that was also pretty big. Um, and also it was just like, it just felt kind of right. Like all the guys were just on the same page. It was fun right away. It wasn't like I was trying to force myself to like anyone. It, it was just, just natural. natural. Yeah. A good it all, fit. It all clicked. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really look back after that. So what's the process? Cause I know my two daughters that have gone through sorority rush, it's a lot more hardcore yeah. in terms of they drop you, they drop you. And then by the end of the night, there's preference and there's two uh, sororities. And I remember when I was a fraternity, it was not like that. So for the people that want to go to TCU and want to rush, is it like a whole week? Ours, we have informal rush for, for the guys. Okay. We have informal and then a formal rush week, but most of rush is already done before formal rush week. So I can have certain events where kids, can, like incoming freshmen guys can come out that are rushing. We have a database um, called Campus Director where I can see their profiles, um, <clears throat> get in contact with them, see what their hobbies are, how, what where they're from, all that. So I was able to contact them and stuff. So Like close the deal before it's even done? Well, just kind of get a hold of them. Yes. Um, get a quick phone call in, talk to them about our fraternity and whatnot, um, days we're having events, tell them to come out here and check it out, stuff like that, and just stay in contact around the time. How is it different now? I mean, you just went through, before you came back home, a fall. I know there's non-IFC events, right? Uh, so during COVID, what type of events were going on with mixers or sororities? Um, so actually there was not, there wasn't any like mixers or anything like okay. it wasn't like full go that because ifc was they would find out so you right. didn't want to have anything with your name in any fraternity money going anywhere because if you did that's the way that yeah, you're just you'd be done you're done um but <clears throat> for a little while bars and stuff they were open but it kind of was depending on the weekend so some weekends you could go and it'd be no mask like going on like kind of it was just kind of absurd that it was that they were able to get away with that and you're just wondering like how long is this gonna last it's like full capacity going on right and then next weekend it's sit down you're have everything your mask on like 
max capacity at the bar and everyone's just waiting outside because I think it was like the weekend before, but it's not. So it was kind of hit or miss. Um, a few tailgates, but they were definitely not as big as usual and a lot more. Um, the people were getting in trouble for them a lot quicker Got than, it. than before. So it wasn't like... Everything <clears throat> was probably more on... Uh, like my daughter's more on the underground. Like low kickbacks. Maybe like at your... Are you living in the house or... Yeah. So junior year, freshman year at TCU, you live in the on-campus dorms. Sophomore year, if you're in a fraternity or sorority, you have the option to live in the fraternity or sorority house, which is still on campus. Um, or you also live you live on campus as well, just your sophomore year. Junior year, you finally move off campus. Okay. So luckily, like we kind of were able to have stuff at our house or the houses around us. Um, it's pretty cool. So this is the first year. There's 20 guys in my fraternity. We moved into these duplexes right next to each other. So it's five <laughs> and five of us um, connected. And then there's a gate where we share a backyard to okay. five and five more. So there's 20 of us with a shared backyard. So it's it's a lot of fun. So wait, let me hear that again. <clears throat> 20 people are in your fraternity or your class? 20 people in my class in my fraternity. So in my grade. Got it. Okay, so we're all living together with a shared backyard, pretty much. That's like Sophia at Washington. She calls them liveouts. Yeah, and I'm like a liveout. I said, "Is apartment?" She goes, "No, it's like actually a house." And all her sophomores, there's like four in her sorority. Same thing, like four homes of like four or five girls just living. And then, so the freshmen and sophomore have to live in on campus. They okay. live on campus. That's okay. that's our off campus living house, actually. That that I was just telling you. Yes. About. Yes. Um, but. So sophomore, I'll kind of explain the fraternity and sorority houses at TCU. Please also. Do. So they're pretty much like a dorm, if you think about it. Um, you're on campus. There's still RAs, which are kind of the residential hall assistants. And um, you're connected to other fraternities and sororities. Okay. Like usually there's three of them connected. But it's still a lot of fun. You have your own living space where you hang out. Um they're dry though you're not supposed to you're not unless you're 21 you're not allowed to drink or anything in them bullshit uh-huh yeah. <laughs> I, won't, I won't i won't say anything about that but downstairs got it downstairs you you don't okay you just don't it's just kind of the thing you'll go to off-campus houses for um that kind of stuff just because mm-hmm. it's, it's not worth it Correct. if you get um these things called al- alcohol violations you get one it's a warning um two you get a fine or something, and three, you, you get them really thin eyes. Do you know people that have gotten two and three? Uh, I know a few. Um, I have, actually have zero, luckily. Cool. I know. You know what? Because that's the modern-day upbringing. Exactly. You're responsible. So you just got to make good decisions. Right place, right time. Exactly. Yeah. Good but, decisions, right? Yeah. I know one buddy who got three in the first week, like his first week of <laughs> school. And I was like, how does that happen? But yeah, they're they're kind of strict at the beginning, and then they 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 tend to loosen up like your RAs. Okay. But um, so that's kind of your you're walking through that process. That's like your freshman sophomore year. Yeah, it's freshman sophomore year. Okay. And then by the time you're juniors, you're off campus, so you don't really have to worry about that. And you're 21, so you can't really get in trouble for that. What is it like? And you've you've you painted a good picture. You know what? I have a question. Um, Let's hear it. Because a lot of times. <laughs> And I talk about my my experience of of when I'm being in a fraternity. Parents might want to hear about hazing. Okay. And you could be politically correct, G-rated, R-rated. What type of hazing goes on these days? 
To uh, what extent? So <clears throat> it's mostly, huh? There's not really any. There's no drink hazing at all. Like it's nothing like that really. Um, just because that's the biggest way you get in, tr- in trouble. But I wouldn't say um, th- it's really. There's really much going on anymore at all. It's kind of taking a turn where people know is it worse is it worth being a fraternity just to have that tradition live on um kind of just like that so it's it's definitely not really there anymore but what about do you, okay so let me rephrase it this way do you know i mean a lot of people and it may not be considered hazing but are people still blacking out um cuz i hear stories as in, that, as in when they're fucked up drunk <laughs> oh, but like are you talking about as like pledges at the like, well, kind of things or well yeah pledges as well as you know maybe a sophomore or uh-huh. i mean not necessarily from somebody but like well yeah yeah it's obviously people are still getting <laughs> out of control at parties or the bars but not not like anything that involves hazing right right mm-hmm. that i've seen or that really goes on at tcu because their ifc's there's very very on top of it um, one slip up with hazing or anything done and they don't they don't even think about it you're see there you just made my parents feel a little bit more comfortable and you know guys mm-hmm. and girls going into fraternity or sororities um, let's talk about you know kind of some things it took to get to TCU I, I mean for the class of 21 there's they're doing away with the SAT and ACT but do you even remember what was your ACT, SAT, and your unweighted GPA at Modern Day? So I had, I did the SAT. Okay. Um, I I did the ACT also, but. You did I, better on the SAT. Yeah, it's cause, I mean, when you're taking it, when you're doing it, that's during the basketball season, like the heart of it. And so I never really did any of the preparations for it, but I got a 1250. Okay. I think that's, I don't it's even like know. It's like a 28, it. I think. It's like a 27, 28, yeah. 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 Um, so I got a 1250 on the SAT, and then I got a, th- a four, one or four two, GPA. What was your unweighted? Do you know, like, take? I mean, I think it was like a three eight. Okay, probably because you took some hard class. You took some. Uh, okay, now you're there, junior. Because this is how I always bash on everybody. I love modern day. You know, I love modern. Oh day. yeah, modern days after my daughter's gone through it, and I know people. It's kind of easy. Yes or no. There's different classes. <laughs> uh, if you're taking the AP and the honors classes there, you're you're having a tough time. Um, it's the regular classes are very doable. You just gotta make sure you do your work and you stay on top of it. But I don't think it was it wasn't that hard right. for me. I mean Josh was a freshman there and he goes, Saint Jokums was harder than modern day. Yeah, he's also still a freshman, you know. It gets a little, it gets a little harder. <laughs> That's right. You're a Saint Joachim Sea King too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saint Joachim was hard though. Saint he Jochum's struggled hard. at Saint Joachim's. Yeah, at seventh and eighth grade, they're very they're hard. Yeah, because it's and you're right. He is a freshman, but even now, Julia, who's at Wisconsin, she said Modern Day was. There's a lot of um, support. Should I call it? Hundred support. Yeah, um, especially because. They don't want you to. They don't want you to do bad at all. They don't want you like follow me any class. So they'll be like, "Hey, if you don't have this assignment, like, come on, do it. I'll work with you yeah. for that." But yeah, it was it wasn't too hard. 
So what advice would you give students out there right now? I don't care what high school they are as they're preparing like your junior and senior year. If you could do it all over again, Cole, what, what are some things you would do differently? If I could do it over again, um, the one things I would definitely do. So I would take my studying very, a lot more serious. The trans, the transition wasn't so much more difficult at first. Um, <coughs> getting to college because if you don't study in college or if you procrastinate in high school, you can get away with it. But in college, you cannot get away with any of that. Um, it's Did you hear that? Because way I, more difficult. I tell people that all the time. I tell my, my Joshua, again, we're going back to him. I said, just develop that study skill and that habit. That's going to help you in college. Yeah. I mean, you can try all you want, but once you, <laughs> once you get there, you'll realize after your first exams. So my freshman year, my first exams I took, Yes. Um, I did the kind of what I would do in high school. I'd, the night before, I'd study for them and be like, okay, like I'm ready to go. I know en enough information to get past it. And then it was just, it was not good results. The first, the first session was definitely a wake up call. And then after that, for the rest of the semester, I was doing like a five day study thing. Like, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this. And had to kind of get back and live in the library because I did not, I wanted to make sure my GPA was high enough. Because we also do that for our fraternity house. Yes. If, if you have the higher your GPA is, that determines where you like live or get to choose your spot in the fraternity house. So I was like, okay, points, right? You I want to get my own room in that fraternity house. So I, so I said I had to start grinding for it. But luckily, I ended up getting the own room. Now, in regards to parents, I mean, love Scott, love Stephanie. But what advice would you give? And I don't know how your parents were with you. I mean, you you were the youngest, I mean, after yeah. your sisters. So it's kind of like with Joshua, we've, we've been to the rodeo before with Sophia and Julia. What advice would you give to parents uh, of high school, should I say juniors and seniors, as you go through this process? Because it, it's stressful. Of getting ready for? The whole college search and admission process. Yeah, um, I'd say, I mean, it ultimately comes down to definitely keep your kid motivated on trying to figure out where they want to go and make sure that they're thinking about it more than just, okay, I'm pointing my fingers around the paper and want to go there. Um, but ultimately, like my parents let it come down to my decision and I'm like very grateful for that. Um, they weren't really pushing me to choose anywhere. It's kind of like, okay, I'll go out, look at these places. I've talked to people at all these and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, finally this is the one. So um, definitely motivate your child to make sure they're looking um, and like know what kind of get they're getting themselves into when they're choosing that school. But don't try to be over the top making them go somewhere because everyone has a kind of a different fit and you want to make sure that um, they have the best experience to be successful. You nailed it right on the dot because I always say every student's different. Don't live your parents out there. Don't live your life vicariously through your kids, right? There's mm -hmm. a good fit. You, you're a great fit at TCU. Um, a lot of these kids can't go experience and walk on the campus as of last spring, the class of 20 yeah. and the class of 21. So they're doing virtual tours. And I tell people, just reach out to me. I'll tell you about any campus you want. Mm -hmm. I had a friend just go up to UW and I virtually walked them through the entire campus while they were on it, shut down. <laughs> so he's like, how do you know this campus? So inside and out, I go, hello. All right. So walk me through the TCU campus. Let's visually take the audience and followers. If I'm on a tour, high level, like I'm gonna kind of 
prep this for you. I just want to maybe see the student union, the library, some athletic facilities, maybe walk into a class where the dorms are. So kind of visually, where are we starting? Walk me through, like, if I only had an hour, what am I going to see? Okay, I'll, I'll start you um, where the sophomores live and where the fraternity <coughs> sorority houses are. Okay. They're right next to the football stadium. Okay. So it's awesome. Like, you can just walk to the game right from there, walk right back. And then from the from the um, sophomore living, you walk through to Blue 2, which is the sophomore cafeteria pretty much. Our freshmen go there also, use their meal swipes. Um, there's a huge, beautiful arch building right there. Walk right through there. Um, and then you're kind of at this four-way stop where the rec center is. Okay. The rec center is phenomenal there. Um, there's like, where they do volleyball. Volleyball. Right. Um, that's where you can work out. Great, great workout facility upstairs. There's a, there's a track you can run on. Um, free to students? Free to students, yes. And there's also like five basketball courts set up in there. So they're really nice also. So I'll, I'll go in there and play pick a basketball. Because remember, Cole was a baller at modern day, CIF state champion. Oh, yeah. And so um, let me see where I'm at. Okay, I'm at the rec center. Yes. You walk through there. Um, then there's you come you come by where the freshman dorms are, and then the blue, which is the freshman cafeteria, and then there's also a Chick Fil A there, which is which is probably where I ate most of my <laughs> my food, and then um, you keep going. There's a few more. Uh, then you start hitting where the classrooms are. Um, there's Scarborough, and then Dave Reed, I, th- I think I think that's what it's called. And then you keep going, and then there's just a bunch more. And then finally you get to the end, then our library, and then you keep going. Did you ever, do you spend time in the library? Yeah, I, okay. I, I did. Um, but now that I live off campus, definitely more of a commute. So we have a little setup in our house where we kind of do much of our work, but I'll usually do my work in the, the business school. So you go further, they just, they just redid it. It's beautiful, there's a cafeteria in there, a whole bunch of places to study, um, and some just really, really nice classrooms. And then that's pretty much where it, where it all ends. So now you, you've you had experience living in campus and off campus. Let's talk about, I love to do this with college students. Um, but if you had to go get a burger, where are you gonna go get a burger? Um, I'd, still, I'd still stick with In-N-Out. 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 I, I love that. Julia, when she came back from Wisconsin, her first place, she came directly from the airport. Guess where she stopped? In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Yeah, I mean, they still have In-N-Out in, Fort Worth. Okay. But the ones you eat here are still better. I think. Okay. All right. So you're hungover. Uh, no, before we get to hungover, late night munchies. You're out drinking. It's like midnight, one o'clock. Where are you, where are you and your boys getting some food? Uh, so actually, In N Out is right across <laughs> from the bar. So we'll okay. go to In N Out um, or just make it home and cook something up. Okay. Wake up in the morning, hungover. Where are we getting breakfast? Um, I know it's not in and out. No, it's not in and out. <laughs> Something that just soaks up that booze, Cole. Every Sunday, um, a group of us that I live with, we go to Yogi's. So Yogi's is definitely the spot. It's got everything you need. What's your favorite order there? Um, I usually get the breakfast enchiladas with chicken. <laughs> Sounds very healthy, Cole. <laughs> Scott and Stephanie are flying into town. Where are they taking you and your friends out? 
we'll kind of switch that up. We'll go to some some steakhouses, but usually when they come out, a bunch of the parents will come out. These are their parents' weekends. Okay. So we'll usually go to like a steakhouse dinner with the group. Um, what are then, the names? Any good ones? There's Ruth Chris's, which is really good. Okay. Um, there's Del Frisco's, which is great. Um, those are the kind of the top two. Those are like name brand. That's like you can get that shit out here. Uh, okay, but still you want to get it. You want to go to a steakhouse. You want to go somewhere that you, you're eating something you don't have to worry about. You know, paying for when they're not. Absolutely. There. That's so, why we, we like we like the expensive places. Yeah, and so we'll also go to this um, kind of bar with good food called Whiskey and Rye, which is in one of the okay. um, hotels, and then. We'll go to Billy Bob's for one of the nights. That's the second time you said Billy Bob's. So, like, what? What's the top? What's the top bar? Top two bars. It just it all depends. So when you're 21, Billy Bob's is really fun to go with like a, a friend group when you want to go um, dancing a little bit. Okay. Dress up, dress up in some cowboy boots. Um, do some toe dancing, some square dancing okay. and stuff. Or there's good concerts there. And then, Not now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, Billy Bob. They kind of, they kind of still. Are <laughs> they going they probably a bit. do in Texas. Yeah, um, but usually there's West Seventh is where you go, and there's TXR, The Yard, Landmark, Varsity. There's just a whole strip of different bars. Okay. People. Who's lenient? Fake IDs, because I know Julia's friend. I won't mention her name, but you know who I'm talking about. She has fake ID, and she's telling me all the bars. Where, West Seventh, just West Seventh. That's it. West Seventh. West Seventh. Um, but it, they've been pretty lenient, but in the past they weren't. So like before my freshman year, people said like they were a lot more strict and they've kind of become more, more lenient. Um, but we'll see how long that lasts. I feel like it kind of, it's kind of switches up over time. Okay. So are you thinking now you're a junior, do you think about like, um, studying abroad or do you think about internships? Mm-hmm. To, eventually you do have to live your life. Your freshman, sophomore year, you're going to start thinking about your career. So talk to me about if you're, because TCU, I think, has a good study abroad program. Yeah, so that's that was kind of the bummers, like kind of going into your, your junior that's year. That's right. That's when you're doing it. Um, but they are doing it this summer. So I might do a May-mester. Okay. Um, I don't know yet, though. It kind of just depends on internships and stuff because that's what I'm kind of more focused on. And if it all pans out, like if my internship... Starts in June, then I will. But if it starts in May, I'd kind of have right. to pass up on that. So your internship would that be out in Fort Worth area or out here? So I'm, I think I might start. Um, I'm, that's that's kind of the biggest question that keeps going on in my head is whether I want to kind of figure out a job in Dallas, Fort Worth, or back home. Um, so I just, that's kind of like wherever I get the better opportunity or. or better offer there's one thing that you can tell high school students or parents uh you know going away uh, to fort worth now you're in your third year uh, that you're most like grateful for or you know telling a parent or student you know what life's going to be okay here's where i am here's my biggest takeaway that i've learned you know in, th in three years so mm -hmm. far being in college what would it be um i'd say it's really important to kind of Obviously, think about like your future. Make sure you're always focused on that. But go with the flow and, and have fun kind of with the entire process. That's, that's what you kind of learn is over time, um, things kind of will be put in place. They'll happen um, as long as you like stay motivated and stuff. But um, don't stress too much about little things. Um, try to enjoy it. 
um, and figure out what your hobbies and interests are and try to pursue those because once you start doing that younger, then you can kind of figure out what you want to do when you're older and enjoy it. Great advice, especially, I mean, Cole, you're, you're not at a big school. Like mm-hmm. I've always said you can make a uh, large, uh, you know, a small, a larger campus small, but it's harder to make a small campus big. Um, you're in a fraternity. Uh, obviously, that's a little small, uh, makes your community a, a little bit bigger. But, you know, and you go to, you're just talking about the games. I mean, what's your fit? What do you like the most about the athletic events? Okay, so, I mean, you probably hear this about TCU pretty often. It's a small school with like a big school feel because, yes. of, because of the athletics and stuff. So, I mean, basketball and football games, those are just, you're, you're preparing for those games, like super fired up for game days. Um, and basketball games, those are, those are my favorite just because I played. And um, do you remember P.J. Fuller? Yeah. So he plays for TCU right now. That's right. So he, I hang out with him still. Does like, he leave you tickets? Oh, students probably go he, for he, So Baylor game was sold out. I didn't have a ticket. My mom was there. And so he got me and my mom a ticket to go. So that was awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So basketball more than football, obviously, because you win. For me, yes, that's what I prefer. Um, but for football game days, they're definitely a lot more fired up for um, for the tailgates and stuff. Um, but we're trying to. I think we're gonna start doing some basketball tailgates just because we're, we're we're a lot of us are really into the basketball now. That's good. Is there like a place to go hang out and drink before, like like the alley or whatever you guys call it? Yeah, um, or people usually have like. Their backyards, house parties, mm-hmm. like a whole tailgate they set up for have other like sororities and stuff come. It is, yeah. Right? I, and at UW, my daughter, they call it the alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then volleyball games, it's that's another exciting thing. For yes, volleyball games um, are definitely also very exciting. But the hardest thing about some games is like you have to kind of choose. There's all these sports going on, so you got to choose one over the other at times. And they're not really, you don't really hear as much. I mean, like, at least personally, I hear about the basketball games, the football games. The other one's kind of, okay, like, let's go to the volleyball game. Right. right. Um, but it's not like hear about those all the time. Not as, hype. as Cole said, you can make a, uh, well, TCU is known for making a small campus really, really big. I mean, there's 9,500 students there. Uh-huh. And it seems like Cole's having a great time there. I love to end with this. Uh, he's a business major, finance major, analytics, all, all the right entrepreneurship. You like numbers? Uh, not really numbers, no. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with numbers, but that's why I'm doing the finance with the real estate part. <laughs> um, finance is definitely my my weaker side, numbers and stuff. This is going to help my followers and listeners in case they, if they've gotten through this whole part of the podcast. All right. So let's talk about the admittance like the percentage of admits from high school seniors do you know what the number is that they admit uh, tcu you're one of them right class of 18 you know out of a hundred percent how many people are they admitting to tcu um i'd say probably like 40 percent. very close 47 percent. now retention rate is a big one that i always like right after uh, your freshman year so you're coming back you love it so much what's the percentage i think it's like 94 very close, 93% retention okay. rate. So that means that they are kind of happy at TCU. Very uh, happy. So here's the big question. All right, Murph, do you think he's going to get it? I don't know. You're a junior. Okay, let's hear well, what you got. Well, you know, shit, you've been getting all these COVID emails, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, who is the chancellor president of TCU? Victor Boschini. Yes! Well, he's the man. I love it. 
Cole, we're like 90% on this. And the reason why I always do this, Cole, because it's gonna help you in business. Like you wanna be prepared, right? Who's the CEO of the company you're working for, right? I asked that to my daughters, they're like, who? And now she goes, I know who the president is. She goes, oh, that's the one that's sending me all those COVID emails. That would help. Yeah, Have I mean, you ever met Victor? So freshman year, he'd walk around campus and I didn't know who he was at first. Really? Okay. So, I mean, as a freshman, you just, you're not really paying attention to like, that he's walking around saying, hello, how's it going, everyone? Like, I'm like, who's this guy? Like, just walking through campus. Like, I'm like, is, 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 is he okay? Like, <laughs> kind of like me walking into the locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, he's just in public. He's like, and a lot of people, because he was walking around by like the freshman area and that people don't, just didn't really know him. So like, no one's, everyone's like, who is that guy? Victor Buscini. He's been there since 2003. Cole, you've been awesome. I've always wanted you to have you on. I, I like, I mean, yeah, we could do it through a phone call, but it's always better to be in person, mm-hmm. right? I want to thank our executive producer, Murph Cargis. Again, I want to thank our uh, corporate sponsor. Again, Jeff Chan. You got to go out. You got to take your family to Oak and Cole. Oak and Cole or Tabu Shabu. All right, sounds good. We'll make sure we do that before we go to Utah. That's right. I might see you guys in Utah. But thank you again for the student manager, Fonger News. He's out. Thank you, Fonger News.